Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. Raise your hand, not if you're driving, not if you're driving, but otherwise raise your hand if you have fallen to the praise of stress eating. I'm raising both hands and two feet. <laughs> and my guest, Dawn Cacao, is also raising both hands. And I can't see her feet from underneath the Zoom camera, but I'm, I'm sure it's happening too. And so often in times of stress, like, well, I know probably one of the things Dawn's going to talk about, you know, in ancient days, like, we would be starving and our bodies would be stressed and then we would find berries and it would delight our brain and send these lovely sensors in our brains that said, oh, sugar, it's wonderful. You're going to live. And fast forward, however many thousand years later, and all of a sudden sugar is very available. And yet our brain is still going, whoa, this is amazing. This is wonderful. And it is doing some tricky things to our bodies. Dawn, hello. And how are you? Hi, well, thanks for inviting me here. I'm really delighted to be here. Okay. I actually feel now with, with your introduction that I should be lifting both my feet up so they can be seen on the camera, but I would have done that. <laughs> I might topple over backwards. <laughs> oh, yes, it is, you know, and it is a stressful topic, right? Like stress eating is a stressful topic, you know, so it's it's worth it to just kind of laugh at ourselves and laugh at how biology makes it tricky for us and how emotions make it tricky for us. And yet we want a better plan moving forward, right? Absolutely. And we can talk about that today. But actually what I'd like to say that is if you stress eat, don't beat yourself up. It's actually not your fault. And if you've been told you lack willpower, which so many people are, it has nothing to do with willpower. Mm. So what does it have to do with? Well, it has to do with your body is set up for your stress response as a survival response. So actually, if you're fighting your natural stress response, you're fighting your body's survival instinct. So what do you think works long with going to win long term? Willpower or your body's survival instinct? And actually, long, willpower may work short term, but long term is always your survival instinct that wins. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's the oldest parts of our brains, right? You know, yeah. our, our language brains are more developed. It's a newer part of our brains, but our animalistic ancient brains are like, I'm starving. Oh my gosh, there's fat, right? Fat from an animal. Uh, it's going to make me feel better because then I am going to survive and, and not die of starvation. And then here we are in the land of processed foods. Yeah. Well, your Fast body, right? Yeah, I mean, your body is set up for this survival fight or flight response. And our fight or flight response physically enables us to fight or to run away, which uses up a lot of energy. So your stress hormones don't know that nowadays that when, you, when you're stressed, you're probably not going to punch your boss or run away from your husband or whatever it is, whoever you're stressed with. You know, you want to be sat at your desk fuming or uh, in the car in a traffic jam. So you're sitting still. You're, you're not using up a whole lot of energy. But your stress hormones don't know that. And so one of your stress hormones, cortisol, which stays high for quite a long time after that stress has passed, says, right, I need to refuel after that, after all that energy has been used up. Therefore, I need to eat, make this person eat high sugar, high fat foods. Yes, I am so glad we're talking about yeah. this because I do think um, 
women in particular can just be so ugly to themselves about food and uh, it's just, you know, life is hard enough without us beating ourselves up in our own head. Absolutely. It doesn't make you feel good, but even more, it keeps you stuck in that cycle. Beating yourself up does does absolutely nothing to, to get you out of that whole emotional eating cycle. Whereas actually, if you start to be kind to yourself and you can actually start to change things, just see, well, I, I, I didn't do what I planned to do, but learn from it and I'm going to do it differently next time. Why did I respond to stress in that way? And just start to think about it in a slightly different way. Because actually, when we beat ourselves up, I mean, there's a really interesting study done, and it's about the whole way we view healthy eating and diets. And they took two groups of dieters, and one group they gave, well, they gave both groups identical cakes, but they only told one group that this cake was low-calorie and healthy. And both groups ate the cake, but what happened then was really interesting, because the group that had been told it was healthy and low-calorie carried on eating healthily throughout the rest of the day. The other group, decided they'd blown their diet, so they might as well give up for today. And they all went out and got fish and chips. Mm. So actually beating ourselves up keeps us stuck in that in that cycle of, oh, I'm bad, I failed, I may as well eat something more now. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't help shift anything. So from with your clients, with what you do, if someone is in a cycle of stress, which I think the whole world has just been so stressed in the last two or three years. Um, Just such a interesting time, you know, to be a human. Um, And uh, Dawn, I think we're decently close to the same age, you know, so we're somewhere close to the same age. And the, um, you know, when I think about kind of the world evolution, you know, we, we weren't in World War II. We weren't in some of these, you know, really terrible, tragic things. In the U.S., you know, the Twin Towers was obviously terrible, um, but it was isolated, right? It happened in New York and it was bad, and but then it, it stopped. It wasn't an ongoing, I know there was a war in Afghanistan and that kind of thing, but it wasn't in our home, right? It's not like we could kind of separate it out, but COVID, we couldn't opt out of it right it was it was there it was in our head it was every time we saw someone in a mask or couldn't send our kids to school or were afraid or or watch people die yeah I mean I think the last few years have been very very stressful and we're not really designed I mean talk about you know our bodies are designed to respond in a particular way we're also herd animals group animals we're not really designed to be so isolated and so many people were so isolated on top of all the other stresses of worrying about their health worrying about if they were going to have, be able to make an income during it and all those other things and people comfortate and the other thing about stress and I don't know if people have noticed this but have you noticed that when you're stressed you put on weight around your belly and that is because that when you're stressed, then um, your body's on stress alert. So your cortisol, the stress hormone, tells your body to store it by around your belly because that's close to your liver. And if another stressful situation occurs, your liver can quickly convert that fat back to energy to fuel the next fight or flight response. So if you're stressed, not only is it hard to lose weight, but it's hard to lose it particularly from around your belly. And of course, it's more of a health risk around your belly. So it's so important to find a way of dealing with your stress, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend a, probably, a, this is probably a both and conversation, but do you recommend kind of a long-term plan for ridding yourself of stress as well as kind of in the moments when you're tempted to reach for 
fish and chips or, or ice cream or whatever? Is, is it both a oh, long term? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely both. I look at both because what I do with people, I look at what's triggering their cravings, what's triggering that urge to overeat, um, what's triggering the reason why they're, they're, it's hard to lose weight, what's triggering their belly fat. And it can be different things for different people. And we've talked about stress, but that's just one of the, the many imbalances that contribute to gain weight. So the first thing is to actually understand what's triggering it. And then the, and it's various imbalances in your body, whether it's hormone imbalances, whether it's low in certain nutrients, whether it's um, gut bacterial issues, whether it's exposure to obesogenic chemicals. I mean, there's a lot of different factors. And then you can once you know what's making it hard for you to lose weight or making you crave food or making you overeat, then you can start to make changes to rebalance your body. So I work with people to make step by step changes. The, and each step is tailored to the imbalances in their body and their dietary preferences and requirements, because it's no good saying to someone, oh, well, follow this way of eating if it doesn't work for them, if they don't like it, if it, you know. But that works longer term and it you you don't bring your body back into balance overnight. So it's really helpful to have strategies for when the cravings hit. Mm-hmm. So. In fact, I've just run my very first Master Your Cravings workshop, which was absolutely oh. great. So people came away with their own personal plan for um, what to do when the cravings hit. Okay, you could do it for me. So if my craving hit, okay, so I know enough about my body to know that my like trigger time is around three or four in the afternoon. Okay, it's actually not even the late night. It's like trying to get that energy burst to, which is a survival technique, right? My body's like, okay, we've still got a, you know, a lot more of the day to go. You need some energy to get you through the rest of the day, which usually means I want some simple carbohydrates. Right. Okay. (laughs) So what I would say then is we'll talk in a minute. We'll talk about some things you can do in the moment. What I say is one step before that is are you balancing your blood sugar levels? Because that time of day you've said is often when our blood sugar levels dip. So let's go back to lunch. What time do you have your lunch and what do you have? Do you include some protein with it? Sometimes when I'm doing, um, yesterday I had a taco soup. So I had a good lunch yesterday, you know, as, as meat and a lot of veggies and kind of a stew. And I had avocado with it for that fiber. That was, that's a bigger lunch than I would usually have, but you know, um, that was sometimes I'll do, um, egg and avocado or chicken. This is what I'm eating pretty healthy. I mean, these are, these are like doing pretty well. Um, and you know, I try to do that protein, fat and fiber, but I mean, even yesterday with that, that, you know, very solid lunch, lots of protein, lots of fiber, fats from the avocado and veggies and, you know, meat. I was still like, Oh, I need some potato chips here, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so maybe Maybe a bad right. habit. So, so is it? So yeah, partly it can be habit. If we're used to eating at a particular time of day, then we want to eat then. But equally, it's not a bad idea to have something before that, before it becomes a real craving. Mm-hmm. So maybe have a small snack slightly earlier. So does it have to be potato chips that you have or could it be something else? What is it that you actually want? Is it that you just want the energy? And this is something for your listeners to to think about for themselves, because for everyone, it's going to be different. So what is it that you really want at that point in time? 
for some people, it might be something sweet. For some people, it might just be anything to keep their energy going. For other people, it might be something salty. It might be the taste. It might be the texture. It might be the way their body feels afterwards. So what, what is it that you you want when you want those potato chips? I probably want something sweet. And then I talk myself out of having, you know, if I could have anything at that point, it would be a banana with Nutella just like spread over. But I haven't had that in months, maybe years, you know, that, that, but that used to be when I was at my unhealthiest, that was my, my go-to or um, Cheez-Its and a Diet Coke. I mean, just terrible habits. And th- that's been years, you know, since, since those, uh, but so um, I probably want something sweet. And then I'm like, well, having chips isn't as bad as a kidney bar or something like that. Um, one thing that did work for me for a while is I would do like a protein bar then, but it was like a, like a chocolate protein bar. So it was actually very, I don't mm-hmm. know, it was healthier, you know, but it triggered my brain into thinking I had something sweet, but it was a hundred calorie protein bar versus, you know. Okay. So you want, so you like the Nutella, which is hazelnuts. Oh so yeah. You could have like half a banana with a few hazelnuts. Uh-huh. That doesn't give you the chocolate bit. In fact, if you go to my Instagram account, which uh-huh. is um, at Cook Outdoor, there are you can get for free some sugar-free recipes, and there's one on there for chocolate balls, and it's basically um, involves raw cacao or uh-huh. you can use cocoa powder, roasted hazelnuts, uh, dates sweetened with dates, uh-huh. and I mean it's it's absolutely delicious, and you can just make these small little balls. It's also got um, milled chia in it, which is gives you the omega-3 fats, which helps your blood sugar balance, which if that's part of what's happening for you at that time, can be useful. So something like that might actually work for you if you're wanting that chocolatey sweet thing. That would absolutely work for me. That, that, that's a guaranteed <laughs> work. That would be uh, delightful. <laughs> and, you eat, and you're eating something healthy. It's sweet, but it's sweetened with dates, so they don't have those refined sugars. And it contains a lot of the nutrients that are actually good for your body. Yeah, I love hazelnuts. Yeah, that's a, so simple. And, you know, Dawn, and one of the things I talk about a lot with my listeners is that we often make things so hard. And often the answer can be so simple. And it, just like what you just did for me. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't had it in years, but just Nutella and banana. If I could have anything, it would be a Nutella and banana. And you're like, oh, so you much like hazelnuts. Why don't you eat hazelnuts? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, why don't I eat hazelnuts? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it just takes someone else to make the suggestion. But I think it's really about rather than saying, well, I want banana with Nutella, but I can't have it because that's really bad for me. Well, okay, that's what I fancy. What would give me that satisfaction without disrupting my body in the way that the banana, that the hazel, that the Nutella will do? I love that. I love that. And yeah, I love that. And just taking one step further, that that's, that's wonderful, Dawn. Um, ah, okay. This has been so good. Well, and I know you, I, you got to preview. I put, I put all my stuff out there um, and you got to, the listeners got to preview a, a bit of your work. Can you tell people where they can find, you mentioned your Instagram, but tell people again about that and where they can find more about you and what you do. Okay. Um, well, the best place to go on my Instagram account or to my website, which is dawncookow.com. So that's dawn, then C-U-C-K-O-W.com. 
And on there, you've got links to my book, which is called The Body Effect. And part one of the book will help you discover exactly what's triggering your cravings, your overeating, your belly fat, etc. Then part two of the book takes you through the step-by-step process that we've just talked about to tailor each step to your requirements. So to bring your body back into balance and to find a way of eating that works for you. And there's also chapters in there that will help you if you have cravings, what to, you know, finding healthier options, that type of thing. What to do when the cravings hit. Okay, so say the name of your book one more time. Oh, I've actually got it here. It's it's all back to front because it's on Zoom, but it's called the, The Body Effect. Discover what's triggering your cravings and belly fat. Reveal your unique path to lasting weight loss. In fact, if you just type in The Body Effect into Amazon, it will come up, which might be easier than remembering how to spell my surname. If you guys are listening to the podcast and not watching the uh, YouTube, uh, her jacket matched her book so beautifully. I was like, oh, you're so fit together, Dawn. (laughs) No prizes for guessing what one of my favorite colors is. (laughs) Dawn, thank you so much for helping us manage our stress, manage our health. Um, You know, health health is wealth, right? You know, when... Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh. So thank you so much. And I thank you as always for helping us become a little more toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And if you love the toxic person proof podcast, then you are going to love the becoming toxic person proof book. Just give toxic person proof a Google and you'll see where the book is sold. It's all about clearing the confusion and learning to trust yourself after a toxic relationship. And the best thing is, it's a lot easier to give a book away than a podcast. So if there's someone you know who's struggling in their own toxic relationship, pick up a copy and pay it forward. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all Three, if you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.